This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to tell you about our uh, sponsor. Uh, it's Built Bar, which is always, it's always a good time for Built Bar. <laughs> this is your happiest this time of the day. This is my happiest time of the day. It is. Um, what flavors you got there? Uh, well, I've got German chocolate cake. Oof. Um, I, I love the chocolate raspberry. It's really, really good. The coconut is like a mounds bar. Mm. Um, so unbelievable. One of the lemon ones my wife really likes. Which would, Yeah, the lim- the there's a lemon cheesecake. There's also a lemon. There's another lemon I don't know, but they're all good. The lemons are really good. Built Bars are protein bars. They're really made for people like Stu's wife, who's really in shape, and my <laughs> wife, who really you know tries to stay in shape, and not me. I eat them like candy bars. <laughs> they are so good. They're healthy. They're uh, about 130 calories. It's great. And you get $10 off your first uh, order at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Beck at 10 bucks off. BuiltBar.com. Really, really good. Fifty-two. Something weird is going on. Yeah. We, the, the World Trade Center is on fire. Oh my Seriously, goodness! Seriously, the top it, of the building. We're trying to get information. Top level of one of the. Is to unfold from New York City. A plane crash crashed. <gasps> Just. My sister's in that building. Okay. And I hope she's okay. And I gotta run to New York. Oh my God! It's pandemonium. First of all, calm down. We're... It's raining papers and ashes. Five, one, six, 
location of something and outside of what I don't have words to describe what I'm witnessing right now. Effective immediately until further notice, flight operations in the national airspace system by United States civil aircraft and foreign civil and military aircraft are prohibited. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward. And freedom will be defended. Oh, God! Oh, my God! They just landed on the One of the World Trade Towers has collapsed and fallen. September 11th, 2001. This is Glenn Beck. Dateline, New York. In one of the most audacious attacks ever, terrorists hijacked two airliners, crashed them into the World Trade Center in a coordinated series of blows today that brought down the twin 110-story towers. Thousands may be dead, 58,000 people work at the World Trade Center. She wanted me, I just wanted to let you know I love you, and I'm stuck in this building. I'm playing at the building, we're falling off, we don't know, but there's lots of smoke, and we just wanted you to know that I love you, but what is One plane, United Flight 93, crashed north of Somerset County Airport, a small airport 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. United said that flight, Boeing 757, left Newark at 8.01, and entered San Francisco at 38 minutes. That is the news of this day. September 11th, 2001.
is September 11th, 2020. It has been 19 years, and what a schlog it has been. How much has changed. From having to stand in line at airports, which we never did, taking our shoes off, All of the crazy things, all of the men and women lost, all of the treasure that was lost in this war that doesn't seem to end. The fighting back and forth from the left and the right to where we don't even know who we are anymore. Americans came together on 9-11. And it didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter who you voted for. All of a sudden, we were united. Because we believed in something. We believed in something elusive. Something something that we had taken for granted up until that day. And that is who we are and what we are and what we stand for. Now in our streets, police chiefs are retiring. The Detroit police chief said Detroit's in total anarchy because leadership is folding to protest pressure. China is talking about today cutting our access to drugs I don't know. That's probably more important to talk about and work on than arguing back and forth. We knew how close we were. And we've all been surprised on how resilient the economy in this nation has been. Why? Because of its people. I had a friend in my home last night. He's probably 60. He's worked his whole life. He's he's tried to be fair. He's tried to be honest. He was wiped out in 2008. But he didn't declare bankruptcy. He instead took 10 years to pay it all off because of his integrity. He's a hard, hard working man. And he said, now, just as I was starting to get back on my feet, now this has happened and it's wiped me out. And he said, Glenn, I I don't know what to do. I feel like I've been cheated my whole life. I heard him and I heard so many Americans through him. We've played by the rules. We've believed in something. And now that something is being taken away. Headline today, has America's second civil war already started? Headline today, September 11th, series of wildfires may be coordinated and planned. 
Headline today. The Transition Integrity Project, which is a group that recently wargamed potential outcomes of the 2020 election and transition and outlying various ways to oust Donald Trump, including declaring him mentally unfit and carrying out a mentally un, uh, mentally uh, a military coup. The woman who the woman who was part of that military coup that dreamt that up that actually tried to sell it in 2016 is the co-founder of the transition integrity project the ones that are trying to save us now because of the right-wing extremists that are going to steal the election She said, unless there's a Biden-Harris landslide, there will be violence in the streets and we'll be at a constitutional impasse. A letter was written to America this week. I want you to listen to the words. She warned America... That we're at the very edge of a precipice. America, you're at the very edge of the preface, uh, precipice. Please wake up. Take hold. Fight for your country. Be proud of your roots. Uphold your values, she wrote. Stand for your flag and your anthem. Defend your history. Don't relent in the face of those who seek to rewrite your history and serve their narrative and justify the destruction of your nation. You have so much to cherish and protect for your sake and ours. She doesn't live in America. She lives in Switzerland now. She says she's an American at heart. She had a U.S. flag in her childhood bedroom. She spent a lot of time in America. She says you look at all the terrorist attacks that have happened in Europe over the past 19 years. They've shaken Europe to the core. Our society has been completely infiltrated. And in the U.S., we're watching you from afar, seeing that the far left that has aligned itself complete with, completely with the people that share the ideology of the people who brought down the World Trade Center. Please wake up, quoting. It's vital for our future, not only of America, but the Western civilization as whole. The woman who wrote that, the woman who is an American at heart, who's warning us, is Osama bin Laden's sister. 
Osama bin Laden's sister, who has never been with Osama bin Laden, is warning us to wake up. Let me pause for just a minute or two here to tell you about Jenny. She lives in Texas. We make different sort of people down here in Texas. I don't know. They're tougher. She's so tough. She survived being hit by a car while she was out walking a year ago. She was injured, especially in her lower back and legs, but she survived. Tough lady. She's a Texan, but she had horrible pain even after the recovery. Well, Jenny listens to the program. She heard me talking about Relief Factor, and she decided, I don't have anything to lose, so she gave it a try. She writes in, she said, a few short weeks, the pain was beginning to melt away. I could move again. In the end, Jenny got her life back, and so can you. I've gotten my life back just by trying Relief Factor. I've taken it for two years now. It's not a drug, but developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more, and you can order the three-week quick start now for only $19.95. So go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. I, I, I need to tell you about one more sponsor because we started the show without the one minute at the top it's real estate agents i trust i don't know if you're looking for a house or if you're looking to sell your house i talked to a talked to another guy yesterday who said his friends uh lived in virginia and they saw the writing on the wall and they're like we got to get out of here and all of their neighbors said they were crazy they moved to texas the the wife of the family she went she went back to visit some friends in Virginia. She said on her street, every house is for sale and nothing's moving because nobody wants to live there. I don't know what your situation is, but if you need to sell your house, you need a great real estate agent. May I recommend you just pop by the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a free service to you. This is my company. We find the people that we feel have the best ethics and the best track record in your area and the best plan, game plan, to be able to sell or get you into the right house. Now, I want you to you just pop on the Internet and you just say where you are, what you're looking for, and we'll give you the name of somebody if we have somebody in your area and uh, you interview them. The name says it all. Real estate agents I trust. But you have to trust them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to give you some perspective on something that happened uh, as the Chiefs and the Houston Texans locked arms in solidarity for social justice do we have the audio from this uh it uh it, it surprised a lot of people and and boy oh boy the networks are very upset at the people that were in the stands um it was the nfl kickoff between kansas city and houston and they they locked arms in unity as part of the protest against racism. And here's what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us in a moment of silence dedicated to the ongoing fight for equality in our country.
Okay, everybody's silent. Everybody's respectful. It's good. Everybody's locking arms. Now, they did the national anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, uh, which is a great song written by a Republican, by the way, written by a Republican. It's known as the Black National Anthem. It's a great, great song. But as a friend of mine said, and Stu, you may be able to verify this. My friend said uh, that his wife had sworn off the NFL said, I'm not going to watch football anymore. She's mm-hmm. a big Dallas Cowboy fan. He said, you're going to be watching it. She said, no, I'm not. And uh, she hasn't joined in, you know, but he said he watched the NFL. He said 40 minutes in, I had to turn it off. He said, because it oh. wasn't football, it was a lecture. He said it mm-hmm. was all about, now this is the game I think that was played over the weekend. No, last night. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, he told me this yesterday afternoon. So he saw maybe a preseason. There was no preseason this year. So maybe he was watching okay. college. Maybe college. Yeah. I don't know. He no. said, but it was a nonstop lecture. Yeah. I mean, I actually, now I've watched the NBA and, and major league baseball as well. I mean, the NFL was much better, I think, than those other sports. Um, they, you know, there was one person on the chiefs that took a knee for the for the anthem. I mean, you listen to that, they, they, that was kind of promoted as like, well, they're booing the moment of unity. Like, it seemed like no. they were booing the moment, the, the people who were, the few people who were kind of like yelling in the middle of the moment of silence is what it sounded like to me. I mean, I, I don't know. No, I think there were some people probably that were booing, uh, yeah, just you know, the, the general idea. Black Lives Matter, you know. Possibly, yeah. Uh, all of that, all of that stuff. I mean, I came up with a great solution to this problem, though. Yeah. Start about 20 minutes late. And then when they start going, let's go ask Bob Tomblum about his opinion about racism. You just go, bloop, 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 and then it's over and you don't see any of it. I found it to well, be I, a good solution. I find it interesting that you don't see soccer doing this. Hockey is standing up against it. No, they don't seem to be getting real backlash. They're destroying our tradition of football, basketball, and baseball. This is the Glenn Beck That's what program. this is all about. All right, Simply Safe. Long time ago, um, you know, you get burglars coming around, you know, uh, you know, sometimes three, four times, you know, a day. Um, and man, my shooting arm was really, really sore. And uh, the piles of bodies, it was hard to get the car out of the garage. Anyway, then I discovered Simply Safe. And I haven't had a problem with them since. You see, when you put the cameras and the sensors that are hooked up to a monitoring team, and that you can monitor from an app on your phone, criminals uh, get the idea quickly that they've picked the wrong house, especially when they see the sign in your yard, uh, in the yard, protected by Simply Safe. Simply Safe makes it easy and affordable to have the best home security on the market. State-of-the-art equipment, around-the-clock monitoring, makes Simply Safe the first name in the business, and you're going to pay fifty cents a day for monitoring. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Head to simplysafebeck.com. Get a free HD security camera. Simplysafebeck.com. Make sure you go there now and protect your family and your home. Tonight on Glenn TV, it's going to be a really interesting show, but we are going to interrupt it every five seconds with another message about social justice. It's at blazetv.com slash Glenn.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to make a small correction. Um, earlier I was telling you about uh, the words of Osama bin Laden's I said sister. It's actually niece. She wrote an open letter to America. Uh, and I, I, I want to read more of it because I find this amazing. Now, this is Osama bin Laden's niece. The bin Laden family, uh, you know, they are... Um, uh, very successful bin Laden Osama bin Laden was really the black sheep of the family um, I don't know if I would still carry around the bin Laden name uh, myself but that's such a western perspective but she's written this letter and she lives in Switzerland she is known in Switzerland as somebody who wears a MAGA hat all the time so she's wearing really yeah this letter says in full with president trump at america's helm she stands a chance of restoring her principles pride independence and true place in the world as a beacon for liberty and hope for all to me this is what makes america great again looking back at your country's foundation and preserving what truly made it great but also knowing that the best is yet to come all of the achievements will be torpedoed with a uh, Bin Laden-Harris pre- presidency, and the dream of America's enemies to see her weak and on her knees will be fulfilled. Probably a Biden-Harris uh, presidency, right? Uh, Bin Laden-Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Biden-Harris. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she said, stand for your flag and your anthem. Defend your, fist, your history. Don't relent in the face of those who seek to rewrite it and serve their narrative and justify the destruction of your nation. You have so much to cherish and protect for your sake and ours. She said, Trump has made the world a safer place since taking office. I'm quoting, to name a few achievements, he stood up to China. He's kept us out of new wars, made Europe comply with their NATO requirements, solidified ties with Israel, overturned the disastrous Iran deal, obliterated ISIS, took down other key terrorists, and facilitated a historic peace deal between Israel and the UAE. Now, if anybody in the media would ever report this story, they'd say, yeah, well, look, of course, Osama bin Laden's uh, niece, his family is all for Donald Trump. What is she saying here? She's saying obliterated ISIS, got out of the Iran deal, has ties with Israel, made historic peace with Israel. And uh, that doesn't sound like her brother at all. I mean, her her, uh, uncle. uncle. Uh, She said his administration has also made Christian persecution worldwide a top priority with the uh, State Department instituting the ministerial uh, to advance religious freedom. The first of its kind. Uh, Trump shows that he protects America and us in Europe by extension from foreign threats by obliterating the terrorists at the root before they get a chance to strike. Wow. I mean, it's that, that could have come from Kaylee McEnany. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's Bin Laden's niece. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's really incredible. amazing. I, and I, I honestly, I, 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 I want to try to reach out to, to you know, liberals and Democrats, not progressive Marxists, but liberals, people who mm-hmm. who believe in the Constitution. They just may believe in a bigger welfare state than, you know, a typical conservative. Um, Somebody that feels the country is in trouble and you don't like Donald Trump. I get it. I get it. And even if we vote differently, I get it. But we we have to have conversations 
uh, with liberals and with Democrats and, and just say, how, how, how are we missing each other on this one? How are we? Because the 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 country is is being sold down the river. I can't believe it's only conservatives that still believe in the flag and the military. Did, did you hear what happened in California? In California, I think this is this is who we are. 300 campers were out in one of the state parks and they were trapped by the fire and the California fire said there's no hope. We can't get in. It's way too dangerous. There's no way for us to rescue you guys. 300, 300 campers. And they said, jump in the lake to survive. You've got to just go into the lake, put your head underwater. It's the only way you guys are going to make it. Well, then army pilots found out about it. And so the U.S. military said, we'll go in. California fire said it was too dangerous. The the military crews go in. There was zero visibility in the canyon. Zero visibility. The uh, the overload with people on these helicopters was also really, really dangerous. Are people going to overload it? Is it going to crash? And the, none of it happened. They went in with zero visibility. They went to the lake and they rescued 300 people. They went in. And then they got survivors and went out and then went back in again, got more survivors and got out. This is who we are. We are people that we don't care. They didn't card people who are you voting for. They didn't care. We're Americans. And we have such little pride right now that we're not even talking about the heroes like these guys. Absolute heroes. That remembered we're all Americans and Americans don't leave Americans behind. We, we don't say, oh, it's too dangerous. I don't I don't hold this against the fire, you know, the California fire, because they don't have military experience and helos like the, the federal government does. So I'm not saying anything bad. I'm not calling the firefighters anything bad. I'm just saying we do things in America. We do things. We've spent a lot of time, a lot of money, and we have a lot of we've sh- we've shed a lot of blood to be able to do amazing things. Can we step and just recognize it for a minute? That's a great idea. I mean, I, I kept coming back to that thought today as as we sit here on nine eleven and the nineteenth anniversary. All this uh, anti cop stuff we've been taking in lately is it puts kind of puts you in a different place on that, doesn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think this audience is, you know, generally pro-police and doesn't put up with that nonsense. But it's been so commonplace over the past few months to just basically say all cops are bad. All cops, ACAB. And, um, you, and you know and what? That's not what that stands for. We made the other. We we went too far the other way on September 11th. We said all cops are good. No, not all cops are good. Not all cops are bad. Cops, uh, military everything it's a section of society all cops are us they're us some are good some are bad you root out the bad ones and you elevate the good ones 
we're not doing that anymore. Instead, it's just all cops are bad. Yeah. All cops. I mean, remember people all over the country were wearing like NYPD oh, T-shirts yeah. and hats. Couldn't and, keep them in stock. Yeah. And now we're told they're just these evil people that basically just show up everywhere and just try to kill uh, minorities. Well, now people are losing their job just for supporting cops online. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. There's been a couple of professors who have said good things about uh, police officers. You got fired for it. Well, I, wow. It's have we come that far that you can't even say anything good about police? You can't. Uh, I remember the the 4th of July celebrations that that uh, people were pissed off about. You can't celebrate the nation anymore. Uh, it's, no. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying no. Yet I know you believe this too. No, not on my watch. Right. Exactly. Not on my watch. And it's, look, uh, next week we are going to tell you and outline how America could very well be in civil war by Christmas. Uh, it is being plotted and planned and either side could start it. The crazy right wing uh, groups, which I think there's maybe 12 members of um but they are they are just as interested in destroying america i mean richard spencer is a socialist so he is just as in uh, motivated to destroy america as the far left is so uh there are all kinds of people and all it needs is just a little shove but we have got to find the people who we don't agree with that we can actually talk to and say, we've got to keep our heads. We've got to keep our heads and remember who we are. Eric Weinstein, you know who he is, right? He's the lefty professor up in Oregon that was, I mean, he's as left as they come. He tweeted after the fire uh, story. He tweeted, I miss heroic official behavior. I miss heroic official behavior. I also miss rule breaking for the greater good. Can you imagine being an abandoned, abandoned in a lake and seeing a chopper with an American flag coming to pick you up, piloted by actual Americans who remember what the hell that even means, rather than whatever it is that's tearing us apart. That should be our goal. I, I call on you to reflect on the last 19 years and where we were and who we were and what we knew to be true and then look at what has torn us apart and are there things with people that you don't vote the same way are there neighbors that are just afraid just as afraid of talking to you as you might be to them because they think you're an extremist that's just going to yell at them or you think they're an extremist that's just going to yell at you well, some of them might, but we're all feeling how close we are to the edge. Reach out to anybody you think, and don't try to win. Just say, we got to keep our heads. I don't care how you vote. We got to keep our heads. Because if it's a fair election, we'll be okay. But the way this is being set up, 
it is being set up to cause people on both sides to feel like it was unfair. And this will be our undoing. This election will be our undoing if we don't remember who we are. So take today to remember where we were, what we went through, how many lives have been lost to protect this country and to save our principles and our Constitution. The treasure that we have spent and the blood that we have all spent over the last 19 years, it cannot be for naught today. Because we're all pissed and not talking to each other. Remember who you were on September 12th. Remember the 912 project. Remember who you were the next day. You were kind. You were generous. We were in it together. Race didn't matter. Status didn't matter. Religion, politics, none of it mattered. Because in the end, we all realized we're Americans. Find those Americans that still remember what the hell that means. Pat, thanks for joining us. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. You can uh, find it wherever you get your podcasts every day. Uh, Also on plays uh, radio and tv prior to this program all right sometimes opportunity knocks more than once but it's never good to gamble that it's going to knock once and then if it knocks twice uh gamble again that's gonna knock a third time some things are happening that are crazy one of the craziest thing is what's going on in the housing market right now probably a mixture of good and bad But whatever the case, if you're a homeowner, I cannot urge you strongly enough to think about refinancing your mortgage. It will change your financial situation. It will give you the opportunity to consolidate your debts, perhaps, especially the high interest ones. But you can also get an amazing rate on a new mortgage. And we're talking about a mortgage in the twos. I remember when I came of age in the 80s. Uh, the mortgage rate was, I think, 19 percent, 19. Nobody could afford a loan. Call American Financing now. The number is 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Just an update. Uh, Facebook has made our point for us. Facebook has demonetized a clip from Wednesday night show uh, on television where we showed you the curriculum that is being pushed in your schools already in 27 states. Could be not in your state, but in your own local independent school district. Uh, Just depends on who's running it and who's on the school board. Uh, We've been telling you it's pedophilia, uh, that it is uh, it's it's horrendous. Well, they demonetized a clip from our show uh, and uh, put a warning uh, to us that it had objectionable visuals and objectionable uh, objectionable 
material. Now, we agree. Not false. But we agree with that. Right. <laughs> Analysis. Yes. yes. Not false. Just disturbing, uh, disturbing stuff. Uh, okay. So, wait. Then are, are you taking advertisements, Facebook, for cuties? I'd like to know. Um, if, if it's so disturbing that we can't talk about it on Facebook, why? Because it's being taught to our kids without our knowledge in schools. So who's going to find, what are you, what are you afraid? Adults might find that. What happened to a consenting adult can do whatever they want. Whatever happened to that? Parents would find this objectionable. Damn right. As soon as they find out about it, they do. You're worried about some kids finding it online? Why? The kids know about it if it's being taught in their schools. And Facebook, you're in uh, California where this has all been adopted. Your censors in California, the people that put these people in office, you find it objectionable? Or is it you just don't want the truth out? Here's the thing about home security companies. Most of them trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there's a lot of options out there, there really is only one no-brainer, and that is Simply Safe. Simply Safe has everything you need for your protection for your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every single room, window, and door, tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night ready to send police fire or medical professionals if there is an emergency you can set it up yourself in under an hour just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them no technician is required there's no contract no pushy sales guys no hidden fees just simple security it all starts for 15 dollars a month see why u.s news and world report named it the best overall home security of 2020 head to simplysafebeck.com get it right now and get a free hd camera when you order it's simplysafebeck.com Last year on September 11th, we had uh, the author of then a new book, The Only Plane in the Sky, uh, Jared Graff. Uh, Jared had uh, put together one of the most incredible books. It was all in real time, and it was all quotes from people, be them, you know, people in the military or the government or celebrities or just regular people, police officers, firefighters. And put the day in context of what people were saying at the time. It's really an incredible book on 9-11. Well, we had the conversation about 9-11 and his book last year. I wanted to have him on because he listened to everyone uh, and, and, and went through all of the comments on 9-11. And put them in order. Does he see those kinds of uniting comments even possible in today's America? Jared Graff, the author of The Only Plane in the Sky, as we remember today, the 19th anniversary of 9-11. This is uh, didn't the I say Glenn that? Beck Program. Oh, I don't know what is wrong with me. I'm sorry. It's Jarrett. Garrett, gosh, Garrett, Valerie Jarrett on the mind, uh, perhaps. Oof. Could be that. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Thank you. Uh, all right, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, the secret to success in buying or selling. 
uh, is having the right real estate agent. It is. It's not just having somebody who knows you and, and knows how to find a good home. Uh, but they have to know what's in your budget. They have to get your home out there at the best possible price. They have to know what's selling, what has to be done to your house. They have to have a system that they've already marketed so much that they have traffic on their website looking for homes. They have to know how to pitch them. These are people who take their jobs really seriously, and they know the best practices that will elevate your real estate experience to the next level and get your home sold. These are the people that sell the most homes in your area. That's who I want fighting for me, and it's realestateagentsitrust.com. They will find the right real estate agent. It's a free service to you. This is my company. These are real estate agents I trust. We monitor them. I don't know all of them or anything, but most of them are fans of the show. But we have done our research and our homework on each and every one of them, and we continue to do it. We monitor to make sure everything is going right because we want to recommend the right person. Again, they don't work for me. They are just the people that we have found that have the best track record, have the best ethics, uh, and and have been in it for a long time, know exactly what they're doing. We send them your way. Free service. You just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You say, I'm looking for a house here, or I'm trying to sell my house, or I need both. And we will find the right real estate agent in one city or multiple cities for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. Garrett Graff, author of The Only Plane in the Sky. Welcome to the 19th anniversary of 9-11, Garrett. Uh, thanks, Glenn. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, even on a somber day like this. Yeah. Um, first of all, your book, as we talked last, uh, last year, in, absolutely incredible. Really, truly incredible. Um, the way uh, you, I mean, it's called an oral history of 9-11, uh, but the way you put this together, can you talk about it just a little bit? Yeah, so the book is uh, the voices of 480 Americans as they lived that day, sort of firsthand from the pilot of Air Force One to firefighters at the World Trade Center to school children to um, you know, survivors in the towers, survivors at the Pentagon, um, and even the uh, Navy commander in the White House bunker with Vice President Cheney, who asks for authority that day to shoot down the hijacked airliners. And the you know, we all know the story of 9/11, um, but I think you know this is the 19th anniversary now. We are. Uh, we are having people who were born after 9-11 voting in the presidential election this fall for the first time. And so we're seeing this day slip from memory into history. I mean, literally people voting in this election who will have only read about 9-11 in high school history books. And I, I fear that the story that we tell about 9-11 uh, as history doesn't capture the day for those of us who lived through it. And so the goal for this book was 
not to tell sort of the neat and clean and simple history of 9-11, where we talk about it as the first attack began at 8.46 that morning. There were four planes, the Pentagon, the Twin Towers, Shanksville, and the whole thing was over 102 minutes later at 10.29 with the collapse of the second tower. Because, Glenn, as you remember, for those of us who were alive that day, that's not the day any of us experienced. No. You know, we didn't know when the attacks began. We didn't know when they were over. We didn't understand what transpired, even as it transpired. And we didn't know what came next. I mean, part of what you have to understand about that day as history is the fear and the confusion and the chaos and the trauma and the thought of what might come on the afternoon of September 11th, mm-hmm. what might come on 9-12, what might come in October, what might come in 2002. And, and when you look at how our country reacted to that day, we weren't reacting to sort of the facts of 9-11. We were reacting to the emotions of 9-11. Yes. And, and so the goal for this book, the goal with this experience to tell that day through the voices and the experiences of the people who lived it is to capture the emotion of the day, not the facts of the day. If I remember right, one of my favorite uh, guys that is part of the book is the Air Force One uh, pilot uh, who is now taking the president someplace entirely different, and the president doesn't want to go there. Yeah, I mean, that that remains one of the most dramatic parts of that day is you know, the President Bush was reading, as we all remember, in that L- L- uh, Emma Booker Elementary School classroom mm-hmm. that morning, rushed aboard Air Force One. Air Force One races into the sky. And President Bush wants to go back to Washington. It, you know, he understands that the most important thing he can do as a leader that day is to be back at his desk in the Oval Office reassuring the country that everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. The military doesn't want to bring him back to Washington. There are still, they believe at that point, still dozens of other hijacked airliners that they fear are still in the sky. They don't know what is happening. uh, And so they don't want to bring him back. The Secret Service doesn't want to bring him back. And White House Chief of Staff Andy Card is, you know, on board with the pilot and the president and the Secret Service detail. And they're all having this sort of incredible dance aboard the plane that morning because the president, you know, doesn't want to give a direct order to return to Washington because he's not sure it would be followed. And the Secret Service and the captain of Air Force One, the pilot of Air Force One, Colonel Mark Tillman, you know, they don't know whether they would follow the direct right. order of the president that morning because their job is to protect that him. day is to protect him, to keep yeah. him alive. And so sort of everyone aboard the plane is very careful to stay sort of just short of the I order this plane back to Washington. The only thing that I remember as weakness of that day, I mean, we were all freaked out. We didn't know what was going on, and we were all afraid. I mean, I don't know if you felt this way, but I felt like we're at war. We don't even know who we're at war with. Uh, We could be over. 
we could be oh if they could pull this off what else do they have planned and we could be over quickly and the only moment that i saw anything that wasn't um uh that that fed into that was president uh, uh bush do remember he did that live thing i think it was like a concrete wall it looked like he was in a bunker and you're kind of like holy yeah. mother we are in trouble he's underground yep um you know he 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 was raised first to barksdale air force base in shreveport louisiana then on to Offutt air force base in omaha nebraska which you know part of remembering this 9-11 story it is, you know, we think of 9-11 as part of our modern world. I mean, it, it is probably as clear a dividing line between the 21st century and the 20th as we have. Yeah. But, you know, you look at this, the, the outfits that day, uh, you look at the technology that day, and that was really the 1990s. And, yeah. it, you know, that the White House is trying to manage this with two-way pagers you know there are no blackberries at the um, oh my gosh not even black parties you know there's no email aboard air force one aboard air force one that day they have uh they don't even have cable tv so or or satellite tv so they are picking up local tv news stations on a rabbit ears antenna aboard air force one and so as they're flying around the country they, uh, you know, they they pass over a major city and get some TV coverage and then pass away from it and the TV coverage fades out. And part of the reason that the president ends up in Omaha, Nebraska that day is that's literally the only place outside of Washington in September 2001 where the president could participate in a secure video teleconference. I mean, now the president travels with a briefcase that you can plug into any Ethernet jack anywhere in the world, and it's an instant secure teleconference. And that day, they have to fly him all the way to Omaha to the bunker of the Strategic Air Command to to sort of even be able to talk to other government officials. Wow. Wow. So uh, let me just take a quick break for a minute. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about... You know, you said there was a dividing line um, between the centuries and and it is beginning to feel more and more like that was the beginning of the dividing line of the the promise of tomorrow and uh, of an American tomorrow. And now what seems to be a possible suicide of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to talk to you about that because the unity that we felt is is no longer with us uh and we're we're not all rushing out to buy a flag to put it on our our doorway and we are a vastly different nation 19 years later and we would be horrified if we could see into the future on that day and said this is what our country is going to look like in 19 years we all would have banded together and said no no we're not going there is it possible that we can be brought back um and and coalesce around things we have mutually in common we'll we'll get your answer here in in one minute let me uh, tell you about patriot mobile hard-working god-fearing family-oriented people living in this country um 
sharing American values. We used to have that in common. Now there are those who are trying to overturn the, the bedrock principles of our country, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and fundamentally change the free market. It's a crazy time, crazy time. Patriot Mobile is a phone company that is not uh, sending some of their profits to Planned Parenthood or, you know, anti-Second Amendment. Patriot Mobile is going to give you exactly the same great cell service. Everybody's on the same towers now. Uh, They're going to give you great cell service. They're going to get you great customer service. uh, And they take some of their profits and they donate it to causes that you do believe in. For instance, right now, they're taking a uh, portion of what they make and they're donating it to uh, the uh, Students for Life. This this a group of people that are standing up for the right to life. If you're a conservative, the choice is really clear. Put your money into a great service. That also is standing and helping you fight, or at least not fighting against the values that you hold dear. It's 972-PATRIOT to switch. You just call them up, 972-PATRIOT, or you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Whether you're on the phone or online, make sure you use the promo code Beck, because you'll be able to choose a free month of service or a free phone, and veterans and first responders, you'll save even more. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Promo code back. 10 seconds. Station ID. So we have uh, Garrett Graff on with us, and he is the author of the book, The Only Plane in the Sky, which uh, is now out. I think, isn't it coming out in paperback this year? It's out in paperback this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a just a tremendous book. Um, but y- y- let's talk about what you call the the grief Americans no longer share. Yeah. Uh, so you know, part of what makes this such a strange and solemn anniversary, uh, the nineteenth September eleventh this year in twenty twenty, is this sense that you know we are living through another we hope once a century unfolding disaster right now um the the covid pandemic uh has killed uh a, you know has a death toll many many multiples that of 911 it's a national event in the same way that 911 was it's you know dominated our news coverage um, and yet our country feels so different today than it did after 9-11 when we came together and, you know, President Bush's approval rating in the wake of 9-11 reached the highest approval rating a president has ever had. It was like 92 percent. I mean, which, you know, to put that in context, that is, you know, literally double the current president's approval rating. Yeah, no, it's it's and, it's, it's, it's almost dictator style uh uh approval ratings that you'll see you know saddam hussein he won with 98 percent of the vote and you're like yeah of course he did everybody exactly. had a gun to their head yeah um and it, you know that it, you know democrats were right there with president yeah. bush in the wake of 9 11 you know as much as everyone i mean mm-hmm. the you know, we, we, we all remember President Bush going to Ground Zero that Saturday uh, and speaking 
with the bullhorn to the firefighters and the rescue workers and the construction workers. And, you know, they shout, um, you know, we can't hear you over the din at ground zero. And he turns around and shouts, well, I can hear you and the whole world is going to hear us soon enough. And that that was that rallying cry, the United We Stand belief, the flags, you know, the the candlelight vigils, all of that sort of collectivized our grief in a way that we have really only experienced a couple of times in the past. You know, you, you, you're a great student of history yourself. And, you know, there we have these sort of civic moments in the country, you know, the, the founding uh, in 1776 you know, the Civil War and the the way that that taught us about sort of death and rebirth and sacrifice. And then we had 9-11. And now, 19 years later, we're in the midst of this pandemic that is doing a lot more dividing than it is uniting. Why? Well, I think there are a couple of things that stand out for this this year. The The first is... You know, it it literally feels different. Um, You know, part of what made part of what allowed us to have the collective grief after 9-11 were those community gatherings, Mm -hmm. the sense that, you know, the the candlelight vigils, the church services, the memorial services, um, whereas we are now in a pandemic that is actually isolating us. I mean, literally, it has robbed us of the ability to hug friends, to hug loved ones, to sort of be in groups and share that grief together. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I think that really stands out uh, um, uh, it, just from a, a sort of spiritual side is the extent to which, you know, 9-11 had a certain purity and finality to it. You know, we, we understood that innocent people had died, attacked by evil, and we understood the breadth of that attack. Whereas today, you know, there is a, um, a sense in our country that, you know, we don't really know where this goes next. I mean, right. there are potentially, you know, 100,000 people alive in America today you know, a a population roughly the size of South Bend, Indiana, um, who will not be alive by the end of the year. Um, And and that that sort of uh, imposes a a sense of uncertainty and nervousness um, that we didn't have in 2001. I mean, part, you know, we were talking a few minutes ago about that fear of what came next. Right. Like, it, we would have had a very different reaction after 9-11 if we were standing there on 9-11 and sort of knew in our gut that between September and the end of the year, 100,000 more Americans right. would die in terror attacks. Garrett uh, Graff, the author of The Only Plane in the Sky, a well worth uh, time to read. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. Uh, I don't know you know what grill you use and probably it's something you know really nice um but i i will tell you that if you are looking to upgrade your cooking apparatus outside 
you will cook with Rectech year round. It doesn't matter how cold it gets. It doesn't matter how hot it is. Uh, you will use this year round. It is the perfect grill. It has smart grill technology. So you're going to get the perfect cook every time, no matter what you're cooking. You don't have to be standing there. It's, I mean, you can, you can, it senses the temperature change when you open the lid or if the, you know, it's, God forbid, it's, it's 50 degrees and then all of a sudden you get a cold front and it's 40 degrees. It senses that temperature change and raises the temperature of the grill. It's amazing. And the food is fantastic. I want you to check it out and compare it to the best grill you can find. You won't find one better than Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech with a Q dot com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. You know, we're just talking about the difference between uh, coming together at 9-11 and coming together over COVID-19 and how it's not happening. Um, there, in, in, you know, our guest said, well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, the masks and social distancing of being, of being locked up, you know, where we're not with each other. And Stu and I were talking about, we, we have a few new people that have joined us here on the stage. I have met them. I work with them every day. I would not recognize them on the street if they didn't have a mask on because they're wearing masks the whole time. And I have no idea what they look like. I mean, you don't know people in the mask. You lose that connection. But I also seem to think there's a big difference in our media than there was in 2000. Social media was not a thing. uh, And that's ever so destructive. Uh, And the other is we're in an election. We're three years away from an election. And gee, when did that unity start going away? Hmm. About the election time. Um, All right. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in California. In California, you know, we know the Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, blow my hair out uh, scandal where she just called up a salon and said, hey, I need you to, you know, blow dry my hair and and uh, make me look nice. And the owner of the salon was so upset because, wait a minute, I can't open my salon, but you can just come in and get a haircut. And we've got another situation like that. This is uh, Danielle Rabkin. She is the owner of the CrossFit Golden Gate Gym. And I want you to hear her story. She's got this unbelievable gym where she could social distance people by 30 feet and have them wear masks she's not allowed to open but the state has opened the state gyms welcome to the program danielle good morning so tell me tell me what's happening in san francisco it's been pretty unbelievable it's been the hardest six months of my life uh we have been pretty closed still. I don't know that the rest of the country realizes we're almost still entirely on lockdown. The only things open are outdoor dining, indoor retail. I think that's pretty much it. Um, San Francisco has incredible COVID metrics. When I checked yesterday morning, we only had 88 COVID deaths since March. 
we have never had more than 38 COVID ICU patients at a time since day one. Our hospitals were so empty in the early days waiting for the surge that never came, which is wonderful, but we were cutting back nursing hours, doctor's shifts, giving salary cuts because hospitals were bleeding money. So we've been in really good shape uh, to flatten the curve. And somewhere along the line, flattening the curve turned into flattening the local economy because we just kept everything closed. Um, and uh, I, my personal life and livelihood has just been completely burned to the ground. I've spent over eight years building this business and I'm watching it just completely fall apart before my eyes. Uh, San Francisco has experienced a, a mass exodus. People are leaving left and right. If they're going to be locked down, they want more space. They want cheaper rent. But as other parts of the country continue to open up, why do people want to be here? Of course they don't. Yeah. Uh, tech can work remote. Uh, there's no reason to stay somewhere where you can't get a haircut or go to the gym. Um, you know, it's just been so extremely frustrating. Even the Tony Fauci's of the world say that prolonged closures will cause irreparable damage. So it's just been mind-blowing to me why this has been going on. Okay, so um, so tell me first, the the state has opened their gyms. Are these, are these publicly financed gyms or are these gyms for state workers and city workers? These are publicly financed gyms, taxpayer dollars. So I know with certainty that at the end of the uh, sorry at the end of June, police station gyms were closed. Uh, a good friend of mine is a police officer, um, and I know that his gym was shut. So I really hesitated to build an outdoor gym in my neighborhood. The streets are not clean here. Uh, the air is smoky. Uh, it's just not a great setup for outdoor activity, which is what we're moving towards. But I finally bit the bullet and did it. And recently I saw a couple of police officers at the end of my block and I'm thinking, all right, I know that their gym is shut. I got this. I'm going to get them to come work out on my, at my outdoor gym with me. So two weeks ago, I go up to them and I'm chit-chatting and I say, hey, what are you guys doing for workouts these days? And they tell me that their station gym has reopened. And I about fell over. I couldn't believe it. Here I am suffering with prolonged closure and I find out that their gym has reopened. So I immediately reach out to a friend of mine who uh, is an attorney and works out of a courthouse in the city. And I say, does this set a precedent for me? What does this mean? They've told me Cal OSHA has inspected their gyms. Can I get a Cal OSHA inspection? And he says, oh yeah, I know that paralegals have been working out at the hall of justice and I couldn't, Believe it, Glenn. It takes me everything to not drop 20 F-bombs right now. I could not believe it. Here I am, business owners like me still shut, and paralegals are working out at indoor gyms funded by taxpayer dollars. So I actually go down to the Hall of Justice to check out these gyms, and I see notices on the door saying that they've been reopened since July 1st. Oh, my gosh. Uh, limited occupancy, new COVID rules, new sign-in sheets. So uh, we send it to the press. Um, I was trying to reach out through a city attorney, through my supervisor's office, through the Office of Economic Workforce and Development. Why is this happening? Why am I still closed? Does this mean I can reopen? Does this set a precedent for me? Um, I want to be very clear. I don't want to see these gyms shut down. But what are the implications for gym owners like myself? Right. Because the PPP money, the PPP money is long gone and... 
it probably didn't help San Francisco. I can't even imagine what you are paying in rent for a 4,700 square foot gym. No, you don't want to know. I know. It was unbelievable to me to see articles about people throughout the country having windfalls with the CARES Act $600 a week. And, uh, you know, there being debate over them uh, wanting to incentivize people to go back to work. And I'm thinking $600 a week doesn't even pay for the rent at my one-bedroom apartment. And there are people, you know, gathering savings from that. This isn't right. San Francisco is extremely expensive. There are businesses across the country that got the same PPP loans that we got. They weren't ever closed. Maybe they were closed for one month, and we've been closed for six months? Where's our help? If the city wants me to stay closed, they can start paying my rent. Because, as you said, it's not cheap. Um, I'm many, many tens of thousands of dollars in debt to my landlord now because of this. So I so if I if I may voice what I think some Americans may be saying, and that is, why would we pay for why would we take my tax dollars that I'm working hard for and send them to a state that is absolutely out of control in fire on fire, literally and figuratively, and they're screwing their own people. I don't know why. But they're screwing their own people. And I, I, I think Americans really feel for people who um, are trapped in this. But it's kind of like, you know, this is what everybody in San Francisco voted for. I get it. And I've heard that a lot. But the reality of the situation is that small business owners like myself, we are where we are. People voted in who they voted in. This is the situation now. And we need help. Uh, I've never, admittedly, I have not followed local politics, and that's my own fault. And you sure as hell better believe it's a learning experience. But the decision makers right now aren't just the local politicians. It's the Department of Public Health. And Well, I don't know how your Department of Public Health can say that working outside working out outside is safer for you. I mean, the entire the entire state is on fire. Smoke has to be. I mean, California wildfire smoke was at my home in Idaho last weekend. Idaho. It's got to be in San Francisco. Glenn, I completely agree with you. And I've been trying to push that up the chain for weeks. I have human feces on the sidewalk next to my outdoor gym. We are dealing with extremely poor air quality. I've been trying to push for an indoor reopening for a very long time, and my voice just isn't loud enough. Um, And in an interesting turn of events, um, two weeks ago, of course, as soon as I found out about these courthouse gyms reopening, uh, you know, we've been pushing this up the chain to supervisors, the Office of Economic Workforce and Development. Just yesterday, (laughs) public health officers announced that they were shutting down the city gyms. And I want to be very clear, that was not the goal. But within minutes, they've announced that gyms, hair salons, and tattoos can now reopen on Monday. It is unbelievable to me. Maybe it shouldn't be so unbelievable that it took something like this to get it to happen. So wait, wait, wait. So they are letting you open on Monday? Because of the discovery of these city gyms, they just announced yesterday that they're letting all gyms open on Monday. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, 
we're, we're living in a time now where uh, many of these people are rulers. They're, they're not they're not just politicians. They're not people that were protecting our rights. And uh, they're just rulers. And this Nancy Pelosi thing at her, you know, hair salon, it, did, are people in San Francisco waking up and saying, wait a minute, this is this is or are they still just as crazy? <laughs> it's a good question I can't answer for you, but it certainly has not felt like a democracy to me lately. Uh, it, it's very difficult to feel like your voice isn't heard. Um, I'm curious to know if, if the mayor has been using these gyms, these, public, these police station gyms, if her name is in the logbooks. Um, wow. We've put out a records request, and I don't know if they'll try to keep those names public, but I think it'll be very interesting to see if her name is, is on there between uh, uh, March and September. Danielle, I, 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 I feel for you. I mean, I live in Texas and things are still crazy here. Not like that, but even in Texas. Uh, and there is, there is uh, you know, when you have about 600 people in 10 days in a, in a country of 350 million dying in those 10 days, that's the last 10, I think, has been about 600 people nationwide. 350 million and we are shutting and destroying our economy it makes no sense and you have to ask yourself what's the real agenda here because it this is doing far more damage to our children uh to our psyche and to our economy people like you i mean how long is it going to take for you to recover yeah i don't know if i will to be honest and it's devastating to me i can tell you that San Francisco is letting the local economy burn to the ground. I don't know that anywhere else is as severe here where reopenings can be done safely, slowly and cautiously. They need to start moving forward. Thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate you uh, speaking out. Thanks for coming on the program. It's not just San Francisco. It is the overwhelming. This is Cloward and Piven. This is overwhelming the system. They're doing the same thing in New York, just burning it to the ground. All right, shave secret. Shaving's a hassle. I hate shaving. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I like couldn't wait to shave. I said to my son the other day, "Relax, don't, 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 don't beg for that to to happen." Uh, you know, he's got like a hair coming out of his chin. He's like, "I can shave." Uh, it's an inconvenient thing, and it causes razor burn, and uh, some people get ingrown hairs, and it's just horrible. Well, try something different. Shave Secret. You'll wonder why it's a secret. It's an essential blend of oils that um, uh, will give you the best shave of your life. You only put a couple of drops on a wet palm, and then you rub it into your face. Or, ladies, you can put it on your legs. It smells great, uh, and the razor just glides over your skin. It is the way to shave. Shave Secret, available regionally at HEB and Wegmans, but it's also available at Walmart and Amazon, or you can just go right to the source and get 10% off at shavesecret.com. Use the promo code BECK, get 10% at discount right now at shavesecret.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, you know, I should send I should send uh, Danielle a uh, a Sabo shirt. If, if you haven't seen the <laughs> Sabo shirt yet, it's of Nancy Pelosi uh, getting her hair blown dry, uh, and it 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 says something accurate with a double meaning, but both meanings are accurate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Both meanings are accurate. Uh, on That's this. confirmed scientifically. Uh, yeah, uh, you can go to shop dot media dot com. Is that right? Where do you where do you go exactly for the t shirt? I know. Uh, I know. StuDoesMerch.com gets you to at the store, okay. so you can try that. StuDoesMerch.com. And I think it is. Uh, you got to go to click on Glenn Beck. Yeah, click on Glenn Beck. It's under mine, which I don't. I mean. The old Glenn would wear that T-shirt <laughs> all the time. I'd be wearing it now. I'd be wearing it out. I'd be wearing it to bed. I'd be wearing that. T- I would have ordered 10 of these T-shirts. Uh, I think we're coming up with one that doesn't have the phrase up at the top. I can't even say the phrase. Uh, but it's accurate if she's getting, you know, blow dried, uh, right. you know, or getting her hair Uh uh, she's just making a request to the hairdresser. Yes. It's no big deal. And she's saying, also saying that to all of the hairdressers and all of the businesses mm-hmm. in California and San Francisco. That is how uh, this works. Yes. That's how it mm-hmm. works. That's how it works. Uh, so those are available at shop.blazemedia.com. Uh, just click on uh, yes. the, mm-hmm. the Glenn store and you'll, uh, you'll find it. You'll find it there. You'll find it. There, so. <laughs> That's going to mm. be pretty interesting. I think I can't wait to see the first person walking around with that thing. Oh, on. I know. In you got to take a, You have to. If you are in California, uh, you know, anywhere, you're anywhere. You have to take a picture of you in that T-shirt because Sabo made these, these these posters. He's this graffiti artist. He put them up in San Francisco, and he said liberals in San Francisco were like, "That's the greatest thing I've ever seen." I mean, it doesn't seem to offend liberals because they get it. (laughs) Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I saw a letter to the editor in a small newspaper uh, up in the uh, Northeast that has a very different perspective than mine. And I want to read it to you and address it uh because i there's a there's a there's a divide in america that is now as wide as the grand canyon and if we can't find a bridge we're not going to stand uh and we go there in 60 seconds this is the glenn beck program all right, let me tell you about my pillow. My pillow. Small miracles happen. When you put your head on the pillow, you can go to dreamland in nothing flat. And the sheets from mypillow.com, told you plenty of times, I'm I am a world-class sheet snob. I mean, if they ever, you know, if I'm ever homeless under a bridge, all I want are my sheets. Uh, yes. I know I'm sleeping on concrete, but are the sheets soft? It makes a difference the way I sleep. And I just I love the Giza dream sheets. And once again, they're back at a two for one low price plus free shipping when you use the promo code back. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee, uh, but you're not going to need that. When you sleep on the Giza dream sheets, you are going to love them. And they are I mean, unlike really nice sheets that are always so expensive. I don't know how he does it, but this is, this is Giza cotton, some of the best cotton in the world. And they it's two for one and it's not 
crazy expensive. Uh, go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener special. Check out the uh, the uh, two-for-one low price now. Once again, on the Giza Dream Sheets, plus free shipping. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials, 800-966-3117. Enter the promo code BECK. I want to read an op-ed from a local paper up in the Northeast, written by a guy named Art Payne. Uh, he says, for 20 years, I've listened to conservative talk radio. and My liberal friends say they sometimes try, but they can't tolerate it long. Ever since William F. Buckley, who was at least erudite, uh, I've considered it a citizen's obligation to tune in, partly because I'm a veteran, and like many veterans, I take it as an ongoing obligation to support and defend this country and everything it claims to stand it stands for. Um, Buckley promoted traditional right-leaning ideology, a small portion of which I agreed with. The Fox-backed Voice of Maine channel... Uh, now airs Glenn Beck in the morning and Rush Limbaugh in the afternoon. If you want to know the wellspring for most of the ideas that are threatening to divide and destroy this country and make you anxious and depressed, ideas that unquestionably influence the tweets and chaotic outbursts of our president, then listen for yourself but expect to be shocked. Now, he has set himself up with as somebody who is open mind. It, it, he's open minded. He listens to the other side because it's a citizen's duty. I do that every day. I listen to the uh, New York Times podcast. I listen to NPR. I read uh, the Huffington Post. I read the New York Times. I, I can't really watch cable news uh, anymore, I, but I can't watch Fox either. I try to be open minded just like you, Art. Uh, but now I'm being uh, accused uh, of a wellspring of ideas that are threatening to divide, divide. If you are a new listener of mine, if you are somebody who is on the left, I want you to know, here are my ideas. All men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And governments are instituted among men to protect those rights. I, I, will, I will stand in battle shoulder to shoulder with anyone who agrees with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I believe in the free market. It's what built America and built the world. I will stand shoulder to shoulder with somebody who says higher taxes, but I believe in the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the Constitution and the free market. Anybody that believes that children belong to their parents, not to the community, I believe I will stand with you. I will stand with you uh, if you uh, that's no, that's at the bottom of the hour. Um, I will stand with you if you are someone who is uh, voting the other way. You say, I can't vote for Donald Trump. That's fine. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I don't understand it. If you're an educated person, I really don't understand it. Just seeing who the other side is in line with. If you look at the truth of BLM from their own website, 
Uh, they tell you that they are trying to destroy capitalism. They are trying to overthrow the Western values. They are they are working to destroy the nuclear family. Those are their words, not mine. And I gladly will stand on a divide and say, yes, if that's what you're working for, then I, I don't stand with you. I can't stand with you. During the past few years, after Beck finally jumped on the Trump train, the rhetoric from these two has grown increasingly spiteful, divisive, and untrue. A major portion of the thousands of lies now attributed to Trump originated there. With us? Really? Could you give me one example? Every day raises the bar on dangerous, probably illegal speech in terms of inciting violence and riots. I don't believe Art's even a real person. As a former serviceman, I realize that rhetoric like theirs would never be tolerated out in the open in the military. No, because you are not an individual in the military. You belong to the state. The minute you sign up or the minute you enter the military, you no longer have an individual identity. So, yeah, you can't say those things. But here in America, again, Art, it's the First Amendment. It's speech, press, questioning your government, uh, asking them to answer, assembling, protesting, all of it. Not riots, not violence, not burning cities down. Here's an up-to-date synopsis. Democrats, liberals, and inclusive, open-minded folk are lumped together in two words, the left. That is not true. How many times have I said, in fact, just on today's show, Democrats, liberals, as long as you are not trying to destroy the country, as long as you are not part of the movement that is is cheering on lawlessness and you want the free market, you want the Bill of Rights, and you will stand and protect those things, you are not a member of the left. Liberals, I don't have a problem with liberals. I've had a problem with progressives because progressives have by definition, as Hillary Clinton said, the early 20th century progressive. The early 20th century progressive was a nightmare, was for eugenics, was for sterilization, was for state control, was for totalitarianism without the revolution. That's what they were progressing for. I got a problem with that. If you don't understand what the definition of a progressive is, well, that's not my fault. That's your fault. But liberals, people who differ on tax policy and welfare and things like that. No, you're not an enemy of the state or an enemy of mine. This hateful faction, it's claimed, are almost all secretly members of Antifa. Have I said that, Stu? Anything like that, that Democrats are all secretly members of Antifa? (laughs) No. And are predominantly Marxists. Well, I will tell you this. I've never said anything like that. I don't believe that. In fact, I'm pleading for Democrats to stand up. It's been a hostile takeover of the Democratic Party. I don't believe you're Marxist, but if you don't stand up at some point, 
You are going to be labeled a Marxist. You are a Marxist because you're allowing it to take over your party and your ideology. I mean, this is not exactly a reach. You have a guy who has explained multiple dozens of times that he is a socialist and he keeps coming in second in your primaries. So, I mean, like, it's not exactly like there's no people that support this ideology uh, in the party. He goes on. There are daily warnings with Limbaugh and Beck that the entire educational system from grade school through college has been co-opted by a radical leftist agenda. Art, are you blind? Are you blind? Are you seeing what's happening in colleges? Are you seeing liberal, very liberal Democrat voted Democrat their whole life. Some of them actually considered themselves kind of pro Marxism for a while that have said, oh, my gosh, this is completely out of control. And they've left the university on their own. Have you noticed that art? As to the uh, recent unrest arising uh, out of the latest uh, uh, spate of police killings of black men. The Black Lives Matter movement. That's the summary of that story. Mm -hmm. Uh Interesting one. The Black Lives Matter movement and the standoffs against the militia of patriots in pickup trucks bearing AK-47s beneath Trump pants banners. Rush and Beck define this as a biblical battle as clear as black and white or good versus evil. They often use the evil word for the left and not infrequently claim that all of us evil ones are negative on God. Well, if you are evil, yeah, you are you. I mean, by definition, you're not standing with God. I am not accusing Democrats of being that. But Marxists, yes, those people who are attacking our churches, literally, yes, those people who say the church and and the belief of God must be eradicated. Yes. The people who call for individual rights to be abolished. So we all are told exactly who to be, where to live, what to do at all times. Yes. Man is granted certain unalienable rights by God. Anyone who fights against those rights. Yes, you would be on the side of evil. Doesn't make you evil unless you really know it. Art, this is the problem here. (laughs) I'm trying to be very kind You seem to be an intelligent person. You seem to be someone uh, who knows a lot of the stories that are going on. How you are seeing something so incredibly one-sided is beyond me. That you are parroting all of the, the fictions of BLM. Of Antifa. I mean, it is to the point now to where Joe Biden came out and said, no one's talking about defunding the police except Donald Trump. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you even talking about? If you are this deluded, I pray that the scales fall from your eyes. I know who Donald Trump is. 
I know what he's done bad. I know what he's done good. Do you? Can you recognize the truth anymore and on either side say, I like these things. I don't like these things. I believe these things. I don't believe these things. Or are we all just in lockstep zombies, sheep that agree with everything right down the party line? Because you're you're claiming that Donald Trump is a dictator and a fascist that just is just itching for his moment to take over. In fact, I want to let me break for one minute and I want to come back and I want to play some audio of a teacher and talking to their college class about how Donald Trump is evil. And I want you to listen to this. And then, Art, I want to ask you a question. We'll do that in 60 seconds. Uh, first, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Hiring employees isn't the most fun thing to do. It can be very challenging, especially when, you know, the year is 2020. When you have ZipRecruiter on your side, however, the process is streamlined and much more effective. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over a 100 of the Internet's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. They have powerful matching technology. I mean, they have a whole floor of these Internet gurus that is they, they are are working on algorithms to be able to find the exact right person to match your job. It's amazing. They scan thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and then proactively invite them to apply uh, to your job. So it's not just posting it everywhere. They're actively seeking them. Makes hiring much more efficient with features like, uh, you know, screening questions to filter out candidates that you can you can put in an all in one dashboard where you can review and rate the candidates. You're not sitting there with a pile of papers. ZipRecruiter. They're so effective. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, try ZipRecruiter for free. You can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The smartest way to hire. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. So I... I <laughs> I'm talking about a uh, a letter to the editor uh, by a guy named Art Payne. And Art, I would invite you to be on the show. Uh, I saw his uh, his letter to the editor in the Mountain Desert Islander. Uh, and uh, he has a very different point of view than I do. Let me ask you, let me play this audio, Art, and I, I would love to know how you view this. Listen to this as a teacher um, teaching your classes, not a political class. Listen to what she's saying to the students. This was recorded by one of the students or their parents. Listen. For four years, because that's what people say. Give him a chance, give him a chance. Well, he's had four friggin' years of a chance, and he's done a crap job, and he's really ruining our country. Many of you, this may be the first time that you're voting. Um, I'm sorry it's such a contentious situation that you're being thrusted into. Um, if any of you do still think Trump, um, you know, is a good person, I beg you, 
to not only go into your heart center and think about this a little more, pull up all the stuff that he's been doing um, to our country, taking away so many of our rights. He's trying to turn this into more of a, um, you know, dictatorship okay, uh, type of situation. Let me ask you, Art, because I hear this all the time. What rights has he taken away? What rights has he taken away? What rights has he attempted to take away? I know he has tried to protect rights, the right to life. You disagree with that. Maybe. So maybe it's, well, he wants to take away, but he has not. Take away the right to free abortions or whatever. Okay. We could haggle over that, but he hasn't taken it away. What right has he taken away? What has given you the impression through his actions, as stated here, that he wants to turn everything into a dictatorship. Because that was one of my fears four years ago. And especially, I said it on the air, at the end of four years, we are going to be in so much trouble and there's going to come an economic crisis and this guy will be more FDR than FDR. But what has he done? He has rejected all of the calls for the federal government to mandate anything about COVID. He has rightfully, constitutionally said that public health falls into the category of each state. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but states like New York and California, the one that is the least like Donald Trump or a conservative, uh, in fact, listen to last hour, are states that are crushing people. They feel that they have no rights. California is still on lockdown. They wanted to cancel Halloween. For what? For what? There is a balance. It was to slow the curve so we didn't overwhelm our hospitals. Well, we did that a long time ago. Our hospitals are not overwhelmed. What is the goal here? You'll notice the goal for Donald Trump is to let people be free and ask them to be responsible. And being responsible doesn't mean that when you are uh, six feet away from each other and outdoors and you're, you're way away from each other that you wear a mask all the time. If you're close up, if you're at, let's say, breaking into a Macy's and stealing stuff from a Macy's because you're upset about the police, you know, there's a reason for you to wear a mask. You know, you don't want to be caught, but nobody's prosecuting that anymore, Art. So I guess you wear a mask for that. For what reason? Because you're close to each other. But you'll notice that's not happening and nobody seems to have a problem with that in the states that are run by deep progressives. Tell me your plan, Art. Tell me the plan. What is the point of the shutdown at this point? Tell me what rights have been taken away by Donald Trump and tell me how he has demonstrated himself to be a dictator. This is the Glenn Beck program. I really hope that Art uh, calls in and, uh, and I'll make space for you, Art. You just let me know. All right, life is complicated and tricky enough to navigate during normal times when you're feeling fine. But when you're not feeling fine, when you're in pain, things can go even more sideways. 
I've talked about Pete and Seth Talbot. These are the this father and son duo who founded Relief Factor. Um, they just wanted to help uh, people who live uh, with pain. They got doctors together. They designed this. It's not a drug, but, uh, it, you know, most of our pain is caused by inflammation in the body. And a lot of times we take things to fight it and it just doesn't rise to the occasion. I don't know. I've been on. Yeah, I've taken ibuprofen 800. I've even sneaked another one and taken 1600, you know, because I thought, all right, I was so high that day. Anyway, it did nothing. It's why I didn't think this would work. Inflammation, please. It does. For 70% of the people who try it, it works for me. Go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, and you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. If you didn't get a chance to watch our special last week, Digital Stormtroopers, how big tech can silence you and steal the election, you need to go back and watch it. It's uh, available on YouTube uh, unless it's censored. By the way, this last Wednesday's been censored now by Facebook because of objectionable material. Uh, Yes, that's the point. It shouldn't be in our children's schools. Facebook is uncomfortable with me showing it on facebook but the real problem is is that it's being shown to our children so who are you afraid is going to see this objectionable material children because they're already seeing it in school anyway if you missed any of these specials you can get them at blaze tv.com especially the one uh with uh, about big tech but there is there is another uh uh, video or documentary out right now that is so well worth watching and watching with your kids um, and it really kind of stars Tristan Harris he's the the best one in it um, I think uh, he's called the closest thing to Silicon that Silicon Valley has to a conscience he is a, a former Google design ethicist he is now working on uh, the problems that are being caused by social media. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program, uh, Tristan. How are you? Glenn, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me. So, in the social dilemma, I mean, it it is really quite clear uh, that they are profiting off of the divide, even though they're saying yeah, exactly. they're trying to heal us. That's exactly right. You know, I'm really concerned with the fact that, you know, how how can you do anything when our fellow countrymen disagree vehemently across all topics that matter, right? I mean, how can you fix anything if at least half of the world violently opposes the idea and will counter every strategy that you do? This film is the first time that the, you know, the people who built some of these products, you know, the inventor of the Facebook like button, the person who built the YouTube recommendation system, uh, the guy who brought the advertising business model to Facebook, uh, Jaron Lanier, the father of virtual reality, are, are on camera saying, look, these are the harms that it's causing. First to children and the problems of addiction and the breakdown of the family that we all know that you know, I'm sure that so many parents are struggling with, especially in COVID times when you have oh, yeah. your kid on Zoom calls, right? I mean, I know how, how deep this is. Uh, and, and the mental health issues there. But then the second is on the polarization. And that's what I'm really most concerned about, because as you just said, they profit from the divide. Because no matter what topic that there is, Social media will take the most um, egregious and extreme and worst part of that topic and show it to your outgroup, to the other side, 
in the least charitable way, which means that we're all biased in a worse way about each other, right? And it's driving us crazy, and it's actually killing our democracy um, if we don't actually fix it. And what I'm really hoping is that if enough people see this film, we'll have a new shared truth about the breakdown of our shared truth and reality. Uh, and that's that's really what we're hoping for. Okay, so by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, it is a new movie on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Uh, I think you you break it down really, really well, and it is very credible um, in its approach. And because everybody who's in it uh, is pretty much legendary. I mean, they were there. They invented it. Um, however, the, the problem uh, is and I, I mean, I I try to listen to well, I do. I listen to two podcasts every day uh, that disagree with me. I don't necessarily listen to anything that agrees with me. I read a lot, but I read all sides. And mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised on both sides how many people don't know how a story was covered by the other side. A lot, a lot of people, on, let's just take on the, the right. A lot of people say the New York Times never covered that. Well, they did. They did. They may have covered it differently. They may have covered it one day or on page 18 where the right was saying this is a front page story, but they did cover it. Um, and I'm shocked at how many people uh, on both sides don't know what the other is side is being fed. Yeah, well, it's because, uh, as you said at the beginning of, of the hour, the um you know, these companies profit by showing you a, your own Truman show, your own affirming view of reality. Because imagine there's two news feeds at Facebook, right? One called the everything you believe is right feed, right? And it just shows you more and more news from your side that basically gets you to click on it more, right? And there's another feed called the everything you know might be different than what you know, right? We're going to show you news that, that challenges your views constantly, right? You can imagine they could easily find two different sets of stories to show you. Which one is going to do better for their business model of capturing your attention? The one that you well, like. The one that, the one that affirms your view of reality, mm-hmm. the one that you like. And so the problem is each of us have been given our own Truman Show, our own reality, right? Where it's not that everything that we're believing is wrong. We've just been seeing a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver. And it's actually infected the rest of the media because even cable news or radio news, where do they get their news from? Well, they get their news from Twitter as well. Right. So Twitter is 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 the basis is this divisive force is the basis that's feeding into all forms of media. Uh, and it's making us all bias in a worse and worse uh, a way. That's what we've got. To, we've got to fix that. So we, we've talked about this many times that we don't want to get news off of Twitter because it seems like journalists um, are not doing real journalism. They're reacting to Twitter. Um, That's right. It's turned all of us into little monkeys that react, um, you know, impulsively to the latest thing. And whatever media ethics or journalism or training that we might have had in a previous generation, that goes out the window when I win the faster I make an assertion about what the other side did. Yes. And I say something without without actually stopping and holding, because if I don't do it, the other guy will. So it's a race to the bottom of the brainstem, a race to the immediate who can say it first. But that just means that exponential hearsay, exponential gossip. Uh, and it doesn't lead to good sense making. Right. And, and if we cannot agree and it just leads to violence and, and really escalating towards levels of violence that I think people are worried about civil war, that's not actually productive. And by the way, our enemies are, are using this right now mm-hmm. um, against us. Right. I mean, they actually want us to just sit here fighting with each other after World War Two, you know, with the big powers with nukes. 
you can't actually wage a, a, a conventional war anymore. So you want to use subtler methods with plausible deniability, proxy wars. But if you're Russia and China, Iran, Tur- Turkey, or, or North Korea, you know, you're not going to launch a nuke against us, right? But you might want to take the existing tensions and turn the enemy against itself. And that's what Sun Tzu exactly would say to do. That's what the Chinese military strategy is. And Facebook makes this a trillion times easier. Uh, so if I'm China, I want the, you know, the extreme right and the extreme left to pro- proliferate and fight each other and would be stoked about the uh, rise of extremist groups on all sides. So, so let me ask you, Tristan, because here's the problem uh, from the right point of view, from the conservative mm-hmm. point of view. Um, and that is, um, we don't have any billion dollar, hundred year old institutions like the New York times, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Fox news. A lot of conservatives are just not even, they're not even watching Fox news anymore. They're tired of a lot of the stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, when you have a group of people, let's say the blaze where we, we really not, I'm not saying all of our stories are perfect or anything else. But we really try to look into things. And for instance, I'm saying right now about civil war, there are people that want civil war. They do want to tear the country apart. I can tell you what the groups are. I think they have they are on the left. But there are also, as I said yesterday, um, there are also people who like Richard Spencer. You think the Nazis and the white supremacists don't want a civil war? They don't want freedom either. Um, and, and same with the outside. But if I say what MSNBC is now saying about civil war, and they're saying that it's all coming from white supremacy, but I say, well, yes, there might be some white supremacists that want that, but there's also these organizations that want it. Antifa's in the street calling for the destruction of America. I'm somehow or another uh, unreasonable. How, how do we, how do we bridge that? Well, this is the thing. So, you know, are there reasonable versions of each of each thing going on? You know, are there new patriot movements where people are learning the Constitution, learning how to do homesteading? You know, absolutely. But then there's also accelerationists orienting towards civil war. And which side is social media going to expose? They're going to take a tiny percent of the worst side and they're going to expose them in a statistically much bigger and greater way. Uh, of the evil parts, uh, missing the good parts to the other side, right? And that's going to disproportionately create a counter response by the other side that says, well, if they're going to do that, then we're going to escalate this. And then that's also going to take the least represented, most extreme view uh, on, on, say, the left, on Antifa, right? And so, and I'm not saying that, that there's, there's, there's real legitimate problems on, on, on both sides here, but the problem is that it's selecting for the worst of us and making us hate each other. And by the way, we're not going to get anything done as a country no. Uh, you know, when that happens, I mean, and do you think that when we're sort of devolved into conflict with ourselves, that our adversaries just sit around and, no. and you know, handle things inside their own countries or they want no. to take advantage of it? Oh, they'll... And, you know, I think, there, you know, there's this line that, you know, while we've been obsessed with protecting our physical borders, we left the digital border wide open because if, if Russia are trying to try to fly, you know, uh, a, a bomb or a cruise missile into the United States, they'll get shot down by the Department of Defense. But when they try to fly an information missile into the United States, they're met by a Facebook algorithm that says, yeah, exactly. Which zip code or personality do you want to target? And they make it as easy as possible because the digital border is wide open. So they say all of them say they're trying to stop and suppress hatred and the division, et cetera, et cetera. So is any of that true? 
Well, I think that they've, they've been very slow on waking up to these problems, Glenn, and, and that's actually why I think, um, and I'm not saying this as a self-promoter, I think the film is important for this reason, because at this point, the tech companies can't just fix what all of us are thinking and believing. We're 10 years in to this social media washing machine that spread, uh, split us apart into these two different, almost like a, what do you call the centrifuges, you know, you spin them around, right? And they mm-hmm. split us apart on two completely different sides. I think the only way to actually reverse that is to have a new cultural understanding about how this, this, this hypnotic induction took place. And I don't mean we've each been hypnotized to believe something is wrong. I mean, each of us have been hypnotized into these different bubbles of reality that, that are not compatible with each other. And I'm really hoping that the film can actually, um, again, create a shared truth about the breakdown uh, of our shared truth. And so far, it seems to be you know, working really well at having people say, you know, I want to have a conversation with my family. And the best thing, by the way, you can do if you see the film, is watch it with your family members, especially who might have different political beliefs than yep, you. Yep. And after you watch it, exchange, open up Facebook on both your phones and exchange your phone and look at the other person's newsfeed. And you will be surprised that even with the same friends, because you're probably your you know, husband or wife or you know, whatever, you have many similar friends, you will see a completely different feed, which will show you, imagine if I was living in that world for the last 10 years. Well, of course that person would be concerned about climate change because their entire feed is filled with climate change stories. Or on the other side, of course that person would be like, we got to do something about Black Lives Matter because they just see infinite evidence of just people looting and rioting on the streets, right? And, and that's the thing is we can't really see this because we've been so narrowly trapped in these realities. And it, it really is an, an issue that can unite us because the whole thing is meant to divide us. Tristan, I'm I'm very glad that people like you exist. Um, uh, I've I've talked to Ray Kurzweil about uh, ethics uh, in Silicon Valley for a while. He scares the hell out of me, uh, and I had I been been praying for twenty years that ethicists would wake up and start to really guide these companies. I hope it's not too late. I don't think it is. Uh, but thank you for everything that you're doing. The documentary, and you should watch it with your family. Watch it with your whole family. It's called The Social Dilemma. It's not only going to show you the, how we're being divided, but it'll show you, if you aren't convinced you're being watched and spied on, boy, you will understand why and what's really going on. Uh, it's The Social Dilemma, and it's on Netflix now. Tristan, thank you so much. We'll talk again. Thank you so much, Glenn. You bet. All right, let me tell you about uh, Rec Tech. Are you still grilling outside, or is it too hot for you? Because I'm still grilling outside, not too hot for me. Well, you, yeah, you have it easy. You got a Rec Tech. Yeah. You, you, you get to sit inside in the, in the wonderful air conditioning. Uh-huh. And, and, and I don't have to go out and check. And then when it gets cold, you're going to sit inside in the wonderful heat. heat. Mm-hmm. And then everything's going to be grilled perfectly, and exactly. you're going to look at your phone and control your, your exactly. Exactly. Yes, I don't want my phone controlling me, but I do want my phone controlling the the Rectech and the way my beef is being cooked. Uh, it is uh, Rectech has smart grill technology, which is just remarkable. Uh, literally, I can be at church on Sunday. <laughs> you remember when we used to go to churches? Huh, yeah, they still exist. Anyway, uh, I can be at church on Sunday and I can start the grill uh, from church. I mean, it's. It's great. So I know everything's going to be ready when I get home. 
Uh, it it has all kinds of sensors to make sure that your food is cooked to exactly the right temperature with its smart grill technology. It's built like a Buick, man. I mean, an old 56 Buick. It's built out of, out of real uh, sturdy steel, and it's just great. Rectech, it is the best grill on the market, especially at the price. I mean, if this was sold... Uh, you know, in Home Depot or wherever, it would be twice the price, but they've cut out the middleman. And so it is, I mean, you're going to be amazed when you compare them side by side. Look it up. Go to R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech with a Q dot com. That's Rectech dot com. The best grill out there and the last grill you're ever going to want to buy. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, I have uh, lost track of Elon Musk, but let me just give you the highlight of what I think has been going on. This is what I've gotten. Uh-huh. Uh, Elon Musk, he was over. He was a disaster. He's broke. He's got to sell his houses. He can't even get a car out of, uh, the, out of the shop. He mm-hmm. can't even get one off the line to sell. So he's over. Right. Then Tesla bigger than gm biggest car uh biggest car brand in the world he's rolling in the money he's a genius he's changing the world his stock is about to collapse he's over it's done (laughs) what the hell is the truth on elon musk all of them are true uh that's probably the issue no i mean i think the media stuff recently a lot of it has to do with i think his commentary recently the media has turned negative on him since he decided he wanted to open up his own factory in California. Um, Good for him. Which, you know, is, uh, you know, I don't think he cares all that much nope. about that. Uh, but I think his stock price, the hype was way too high. Way too high. But he's also, you know, look, it's an amazing company. I mean, they're doing am- amazing things and right. it should be valued high. Whether it should be valued it's, more than every other company on earth uh, is a yeah, totally I different think situation. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a little high. But I have to tell you, it, it makes no sense. Is This is 2020. It makes no sense. He's, he's neither of those things.